Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Damn, your host, my Craig legs look Gita. good. Oh, look at that <laughs> thing, man. <laughs> that is Saul Bookman filling himself up next to me. And this show is brought to you by the one and only DraftKings. Oh. DraftKings, if you're feeling yourself, use that code PHNX <laughs> and get one, bet $1 at any football game. Get $150 in free bets instantly. I've introduced Saul Bookman. That's all. He doesn't need another one. We've also got... Gerald Borgay. Gerald, I'm coming. To, he didn't say anything weird this time. He just did something weird. He just caressed his thighs. I was like, damn, my pants are like so tight and my thighs are so thick. Brought to you by Popeyes. Wings and thighs. Hey. Not really. Though. Monroe's is not going to like that. No. <laughs> cheating you're, on cheating, Monroe's. you're cheating on your chicken, Fred, there. Yeah, at least he's anyway. still in the works. We're still working. We're still talking. And, and the Emmy Award winning... <laughs> Lindsay Smith. Hello, Lindsay. The, the one who goes, I really need to yawn with three seconds <laughs> left in our intro. And then we all yawned. <laughs> I got them all. You did. You did get us all. We have a special guest coming up on the program that you all should stay tuned for. It's not a Mercury Monday. It's a Mercury Tuesday. We're all off this week. We're not. You're supposed to be doing a live show on a Tuesday even, but we are. And we're going to be talking with Shay Petty of the Mercury. She's having a career year. Excited to talk with her as the Mercury get ready to head into their first round playoff matchup. But we're going to start this with our tip topic of the day, like we always do. And today it is ESPN's top 100 ranking started to uh, be released. They did 100 through 51 today. And one Mikhail Bridges shows up at number 66 on the list. The only son to make an appearance so far and want to know, is it, too high is he not you know is he is he not in the right spot what are your thoughts on mikhail bridges being 66 on the list i think it's probably just right considering he wasn't ranked last year like that was probably a makeup call moving him up that high but i I feel like maybe he could go a couple spots higher you look at some of the guys that are around him um and it's it's pretty recognizable name so it's nice to see him on the list you got like malcolm brogdon bogdan bogdanovich right in front of him I feel like Mikhail Bridges is probably going to jump even higher next year. Um, this was kind of just like a late, like, oh, shit, we forgot to put him on the list last year. We got to p- bump him up pretty high <laughs> after a finals run. Uh, son's great, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Is that a guess? Mm, yes, the son's great. Our I, son. Have, I have a Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, You have a double jersey. Bogdan jersey? I do. Oh, that's awesome. Or maybe I'll bring that one in at some point. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you're good. You're, I mean, used to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I... Uh, the only thing that gives me a little pause is now I'm really curious to see where Diego is going to fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm going to assume he's top 50. Yeah, uh, I would, would hope so. You would really hope so otherwise. Oh, no. That'd be crazy. Otherwise, this would be asinine of a of a list. So, uh, yeah, Mikhail, I think 66 right about on spot. I probably would have slotted him around uh, a little higher, like 60, just because I think he's a little bit – he's better than those guys that are surrounding him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I, I like where Mikhail slotted I was going to say, like, high 50s. Like, but that's probably just because he's our guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to always say, like, give him a little bit more because he's mm-hmm. ours, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, 57 to 59. He's definitely somebody that, like, you do have to watch yes. to appreciate. And if you don't watch a lot of Suns basketball – 
and you just kind of catch glimpses here and there, you might not appreciate Mikhail Bridges for all that he is right. as much as we do because we do watch every game. Well, and when you look at um, the description, obviously with Mikhail, this will probably follow him for a really long time. It's just three and D. And it's like, yes, but then also this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Recency so. bias, too. He did not have the greatest finals performance. So from right. a national perspective, if that's what's fresh in your mind as well, that may have impacted where he fell on this list. I think he's probably in, in the right area. What surprises me, uh, and we briefly touched on this, that uh, Cam Johnson's going to be in the top 50. Uh, after our interview with him, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no he I was like, "What? Did you get? Like, that? Uh, Is that breaking news?" <laughs> no, but I, Cam better sources. be on the list next year. Then. Well, yeah, he I, should be. I'm surprised next he didn't I'm crack. Surprised the top he wasn't. Yeah, at least in the 90s or something That's like that. That's what I'm saying. Like you would because think he would not, be Because there's not there's not much separation between him and Mikhail. Right. Not not 34 spots separation in right. my estimation. No, but again, that that's us watching this yeah. team game in game out. We're from a national perspective, it's like, oh, oh, Cam's nice. He had that cool dunk, but you know they're not seeing the little things. A lot of these lists are driven by the box score, mm. and in Mikhail and Cam's uh, Cam's case, the box score doesn't tell the full story with these guys. And Jay Crowder, well, definitely Jay Crowder. Well, either, yeah, w- w- yeah. I I highly doubt there's any chance he's top fifty, so he didn't make no. make the list either. You know. I, it would not shock me if campaign has another season like he did last year if he cracks uh, the top 100 in those 90 in, in the 90 area. So, yeah. uh, but I think it's fairly it, it's pretty fair from from McHale. So the good news is that like if you look at it, every team average wise would get like three or four guys on this list. The Suns have four in the top 70, assuming that Da Chris Paul and Devin Booker are all in the top 50 where they should be. So that's. I mean a positive sign of the times because a couple of years ago they'd have maybe one maybe two guys maybe on the top 100 maybe so. that's why they left cam off they were like we can't give them five <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> one year at a time a couple of years Suns. ago they couldn't even they couldn't even crack the top 10 in future roster lists or <laughs> top 25 under 25 lists like they couldn't yeah. couldn't even do that now they're gonna have uh four guys in the top 70 of uh of the nba that's pretty impressive uh, another thing that is impressive is the fact that what the Suns did last season and, and how they were able to make what many still feel was an extremely improbable run to the finals and and winning the West. But the question becomes going into media day on Monday and training camp next week is just how wide open is the West still? Did the Lakers close that door or other teams in this mix that now make it where it is less realistic that the Suns could be back-to-back Western Conference champions. Gerald, you wrote a great piece on gophnx.com about this. Why don't you walk us through your thoughts and what you touched on in the piece? Right. Well, I kind of wrote the piece because I felt like a lot of people were still writing off what the Suns did last year because of you know, the easier path that they had to the finals than you could typically expect with guys being hurt on the opposing side in every series. Um, And a lot of people just wanted to kind of dismiss it as a fluke. And in my mind, I'm looking at the West for this upcoming season. And in my mind, like I'm saying, what is to stop the Suns from getting back there again? Obviously, there are as many as five or six teams that could realistically win the conference this year. But each one of them has a different reason that could hold them back. Like, especially with the injuries like Kawhi Leonard 
we don't know when he's going to be back. He might miss the entire season mm -hmm. after that knee surgery. Jamal Murray, he might be out for nine to 10 months from when he had his ACL surgery. Um, and that's, that's two teams right there. Clay Thompson has not played in two years. So everyone trying to anoint the Warriors back. Um, I'm not sure about that yet. Their, their big three is older. So I'm looking around the league. The West is wide open. There are two legitimate title contenders in the East, but the West feels wide open to me. The, I, the clay thing bothers me because why does everybody assume this guy's had two catastrophic leg injuries? Why do people assume that he's just going to come back and be that same player and the Warriors all of a sudden are going to be vaulted back into the it's, top of that It's West? because it's it's a little different with him than, let's say, the, the concerns were for like a guy like Amari Stoudemire coming back. Mm -hmm. Amari used his athletic ability quite a bit quite a bit to his advantage whereas clay doesn't really do that so so much you know he comes off screens he's a beautiful spot-up shooter um he doesn't necessarily need you know the the most outrageous athletic ability to do what he does so you can see a realistic path for him to come back more quickly and 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 and, and you know kind of fit into everything uh, a little quicker than than most, I would say. On the flip side, though, they are also getting a little bit older by NBA mm -hmm. standards, so that could be an issue with the ability to bounce back that he could have potentially had three or four or so years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like they're very much in the Suns uh, category where internal growth is going to play a big part in it, too. Does Wiseman become a guy worthy of, of the slot that he was drafted? How do they – how do they – younger guys fill in those those holes on this roster uh to to really put them back in in contention i don't know you know basketball is a little different than than a lot of other sports where you kind of see the glimpses of dudes in, in that in that first year and whether or not they're going to be able to play at that level for the most part i mean i i can't even think of a guy off the top of my head who who came out their their rookie year didn't show anything and then all of a sudden like two <laughs> or three years later Holy crap! Where'd this guy come from? You know, that, that's very, very rare. <laughs> no, okay, um, you know, so it, he's it, one it's, of the rare ones. Yes, it's, rare. It's, it's yeah, it's a little, it's a little difficult because uh, ball is ball, basketball is basketball. Like you know, dudes that can hoop, like when you see them and you play against them and you and you scout them, like you just know. Other dudes, they take a little bit of development, and he's not a big man, so it's like, or I mean, he is a big man. James Wiseman is. I just I'm not a big believer in him in the first place. What I saw last year, I was like, meh. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it, nothing that would that would make you think that the Warriors could develop him to the point where he would be a consistent threat on either side of the ball. Right. And they don't like no offense to Andrew Wiggins, but they had their Kevin Durant security blanket for when they had injuries or when guys were, you know, needed to rest. They don't have that with Wiggins anymore. And some of their younger guys, like I like Juan Toscano-Anderson. I like James Wiseman for the future. But if you're trying to win a title this year with those guys, mm -hmm. I I wouldn't trust them over the younger core that the Suns have in and, the playoffs. And that's why there's the rumors of possibly trying to go after a guy like Ben Simmons to come into the fold. Mm -hmm. and, and Ben Simmons, I mean, let's, let's obviously he's not reporting to training camp as was reported today. Mm -hmm. I Him coming to the Warriors, let's just say that did happen. Um, it would be a very odd fit. But not a bad one, in mm -hmm. my estimation, because they definitely will not rely on him to score. No, you can he's he's the facilitator to to the nth degree. So it would be it's it's very interesting to see what would what's going to happen with him moving forward. Yeah, I mean that could shake up the West because you imagine if 
if Philly's going to trade Ben Simmons. It, they got to. Now. I mean, they got well, to. yeah, he's he's forcing their hand, but it's likely going to be the West. They're not going to want to trade him to an East uh, an East rival. So that that'll change the complexion of of what the West looks like in all likelihood as well. I, I kind of I go back to what Gerald just talked about. Every, you know, at the end of the season, it was like, man, we we had our chance to win a championship, and I, there was a little part of me that felt like we just let it slip away. Mm-hmm. Like there was our golden chance. As the 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 summer has kind of gone on, I felt less and less like we missed our chance, and more like, okay, we still have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of the way the West is structured, I still feel like the Suns are the favorite. Mm-hmm. I still feel like that. I know the Jazz are probably going to have something to say about that, but the Jazz realistically are the only ones that are not having to compete with a lot of different variables as much as like the Lakers do and trying to fit in West Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. or the Clippers without Kawhi and, you know, and the Warriors with Clay coming back. Like there's so many variables on all these other teams, but the Jazz and the Suns are the two teams that don't have those variables and I feel like are going to be the most consistent from the first game all the way to game 82. And I think you're going to see that in the standings this year as well. Right. I, I think those two teams have the most continuity and they were kind of the ones that came together last season as well. So they really have that working to their advantage. And for me, the reason why I don't, I view the jazz as a threat to win the West, but I would still put them behind the suns is mm-hmm. because yeah. they, I don't know if I can trust the jazz in a playoff series for whatever reason, like they just fall short every single time, whether you want to talk about Rudy Gobert being able to stay on the court, whether you want to talk about guys just missing defensive rotations and not playing the way they did in the regular season. They also don't have a lot of room to get better. Like Donovan Mitchell is 25. The rest of their roster is like 29 and up. So they last year, it felt like that might be as good as this group is going to be. But the jazz choke more than somebody eating a sleeve of saltine crackers without something to drink. That team is not going to win, is not going to win the West and be a title contender. They manage to do that on a, on a regular basis. They, they play well in the regular season and they can't get it done in the playoffs. I just, I don't see that changing with the jazz. The jazz are not the team I look at and go, that's scary. No. For me, it's, it's the Lakers if they can stay healthy and figure out where they're going to get shooting from mm-hmm. or Denver <laughs> when Jamal Murray comes back. Those are the two that I look at with the Kawhi injury that, that really I think push the Suns this season and, and make it more difficult for them to repeat. The more I oh, go ahead. Go ahead Lindsay. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but with Jamal Murray, like Gerald, you said nine to 10 months at best, yeah. if at all this season, like that's a big hit to that team. Right. Huge, huge hit. Like you're, you're asking for this guy to come back basically right at the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. That is not happening. Yeah. And if you play the Nuggets in the first round, you're relying on a on a on a Jamal Murray that's coming back hoping that he's going to be the one that's going to take you to the finals. You can keep dreaming. That's not going to happen. Right, because even if he does make it back in time for the playoffs, you don't have the continuity from mm-hmm. the regular season. You're not sure how he's feeling in live game action. You mm-hmm. know, you have all these small little factors that'll play into it and could be their Achilles heel. And maybe it, maybe it's recency bias, but I am not afraid of the Lakers. I understand the mystique and it's LeBron and blah, blah, blah. But LeBron is, I don't know, man. I, I'm starting to feel like Father Tom is finally catching up to LeBron. He did not look 100% last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. did not have that same burst. Uh, without a, a second superstar to go alongside him that he can rely on, 
I, I'm just not a believer in, in the Lakers Do at all. Do you not remember 2-1 first round? We were all feeling <laughs> a l- things got a little tighter. You know, it, 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 Everybody was a little concerned when the Lakers were up 2-1. Anthony Davis's injury, a big thing. I think if the Lakers aren't are healthy, they're damn scary. I get that they've got one foot in the grave, but I, you know, I also but at am the, still scared of the talent. But at the same time, because of that injury, you let a young up-and-coming team develop a whole lot of confidence and really build themselves into a powerhouse in the West, in the Suns, that can compete with the Lakers. And they're not going to be the, – the moment won't be too big for them next year if they should face them in the playoffs. I said before the playoffs even started that I wanted the Lakers, and I was right. <laughs> Scary. You were right, thanks to injuries, and that's part I of this was discussion. Absolutely right, Wait, because I said because injuries. injuries. Is that what you're saying? That's the only reason the Suns won is just because yeah, of the injuries in the in the Lakers series. Yeah. Yes, I feel like the Lakers Ooh, had their number up until that AD injury. But they had why their is that, number. Why is that so? They were they the Lakers were up two one. Yeah, with Chris Paul playing with one arm, and yeah. he played with one arm that basically and he, yeah, and he got better and better as and the they series won went on. Six anyway. The question was. If Who's, if AD didn't get injured, did I think the Lakers were going to win? Yes. Oh well, I, if we're yes. factoring in Chris Paul being hurt, yeah, yes. but you could spin I've, that both ways. Yeah, like, I think if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt in, from the very jump, and AD still healthy. You could easily say that oh, the Suns would have beat the Lakers it easily. A, it would have been a seven game series and a toss up in that oh, seventh game. That's what you I, make me look, sick. Look, I think the La- <laughs> I think the Lakers have one more run in them, and this. But the, what the Suns did last year was open their window earlier than anybody expected. I agree. And that window should stay open for the next five years. Uh, you know, I understand Chris Paul's getting older, but the, the core of this roster will mature and will grow. That they're, they're a 25 and under group that, that will grow into, into this larger thing. So I think the Suns open that window early, and the Lakers have one last run in them. That's the, that team, if there's not injuries... Is scary, but some the these, Lakers stay injured. They yeah, some stay of these guys injured. have one last year left in them. Just period. <laughs> like yeah, that's you true. look at their roster. That's very true. LeBron turns thirty-seven in December. Oof. Westbrook turns thirty-three in November. Melo's thirty-seven. Ariza thirty-six. Rondo thirty-five. Howard thirty-five. DeAndre Jordan thirty-three. Wayne Ellington thirty-three. It's like playing those old dudes at the gym <laughs> that always talk all that shit, <laughs> and then you finally whoop that ass, and they're like. Oh, man, it's just because we hurt. (laughs) So is that old guy at the gym. I don't go to the gym no more. uh, Hold on. DeAndre Jordan is the young guy on that roster? He's one of the young guns (laughs) on the roster at 33 years young. The Lakers sponsor is going to be Metamucil. (laughs) I, I I look at them, and there's still There's still talent there. Yeah, the, but I they're star power. For I think sure. I think you are a hundred percent right with the Jamal Murray. Uh, if he comes back right at the playoffs, that probably takes them out of the equation. So, so for everybody, who is that team that you look at uh, that that is the the potential roadblock mm-hmm. for the Suns? Is it that Jazz team, or or is there no roadblock? I think, are we overthinking? I it? think the only roadblock for the Suns is the Suns themselves. Oh, yeah. Please. I I agree. And and that was my number one reason why I feel like the West is wide open for the Suns is that internal growth factor we've been talking about. Like four of their top six guys are under the age of 25, 25 and younger. Campaign is 27. If If Chris Paul can just stay healthy, they have the athleticism advantage. They have the shooting advantage. They have the age advantage. Like I, I think the Lakers have 
star power for sure. And I think Russell Westbrook, if he wins you a playoff game, that's great. But he can also easily lose you two playoff games, and that's just who he is. And so if they're even dinged up at all, if LeBron isn't anything less than his normal 110%, I'm picking the Suns in that series every time. What concerns me is not internal growth for this team. I think that will naturally come because they're that talented. It's can you replicate the chemistry? Mm-hmm. Can you replicate what was an, a selfless group of players last year and, and maintain that? Because mm-hmm. very little roster moves. I mean, you, you add Landry Shamit, you add JaVale McGee. They seem to be guys that fit that. But can you, can you replicate what many people refer to as magical mm-hmm. in terms of the way that locker room came together? That is what I think is a bigger impediment than anything because that carried the Suns in certain situations, I think. What do you think those factors are to replicate it? Do you think it's continued selflessness? Do you think it's continued confidence or uh, added to their confidence levels? Like, what do you think it is that they would have to do to be able to replicate that? Well, some of it is is staying within themselves and, and staying hungry. Some guys were trying to prove themselves, like campaign, and, and trying to get that first contract. You know, guys like Devin were trying to prove that they belonged on that superstar level. Da was trying to trying to show that he was he's not just some big goof, which a lot of people try to put on him. But you can get it, it's it's Monty Williams. Don't get too happy on the farm. They are mm-hmm. they are they too happy on the farm, right? Do they buy too much into their own press clippings? Those kind of things will be a factor. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a factor because I don't see a lot of the national media like really, really on the Suns. Like right. it's always about the Lakers. It's, it's yeah. always about the fucking Knicks. Like yeah. it's always about <laughs> these bum ass teams that don't deserve as much love as the teams that are really excelling in a, in a given year. And you know, those are those same teams that always get all the love. Golden State's going to get all the attention. So are the Lakers. But when it comes down to it. I think the Suns, I, I just believe this. I think the Suns, they don't really have much to worry about. They, everything is internal with them. And I think with Chris Paul still here, uh, the continuity is going to be there with Monty there. That's that's the thing about this is that you have solid, level-headed dudes that are running this organization, not only on the court, not only on the bench, but even in the front office. Like From top to bottom, the Suns are positioned to have a nice, good, steady run for the next couple years should they pay their players the way they should? And I don't see this year being any different than last. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that one too much because yeah. I feel like they still have so much to prove. And I yeah. think all of them still have a big, pretty big sure. chip on their shoulder because obviously you didn't win the finals mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And people are still trying to claim that your run last year was, was luck. Yeah, It's not yeah. something you can repeat. And like you said, they're not getting the attention that they probably deserve right now. So... Yeah, I kind of still think that the chip's going to be there a lot. If, if anything, even more, maybe so. Yeah. We've seen it, it take down better teams. Is, is will, my, yeah, my yeah, but right. better teams with a lot of a lot of you know predisposed drama that's already been there, True. right? Like people with personalities that you you always had to kind of cater to, and this team just doesn't have those guys. Like and and, and individually, I still think like this this entire squad. Devin Booker included still feels like they have something to prove. Devin mm-hmm. Booker still never made an all-star game outright, mm-hmm. like which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Aiden, can he even be that third piece? 
Is he even as good as we saw him in the playoffs last year? Mikhail Bridges didn't get defensive uh, team nods. Like, he's definitely one of the best players out there. Cam Johnson trying to prove himself. Cam Payne trying to prove himself as one of the best guards in the league as well because he shows flashes of that from time to time. Like, every single person individually I still feel like has a lot to prove. And collectively, I think the Suns will show that on the court. CP3 trying to beat Scott Foster. Like, we haven't <laughs> yes. seen that either. Yeah. There, I, I, think, oh, I think it's all fair. Can I just tell you a story real quick? Oh, Please yeah. do. Story time. Oh, we Sorry, hit the, we hit the Scott, Scott Foster, Foster. buster. Oh. Story time. So at the Valley Oop game, I asked if I could take a picture of it. But they said no because they didn't want to get in trouble. But I, a fan had a lanyard on. Mm. And on the back of the lanyard was a Scott Foster voodoo doll drawing <laughs> and it was the funniest thing i think it was the value of game it mm. had to have been the value of game it was the funniest thing ever but they wouldn't let me take a picture of it and tweet it and i wanted to so bad because that, it was get, so that, funny you didn't know that takes away the juju in a apparently uh, in a that's why they wouldn't let me do it but i thought that was a really clever little uh, thing to have for themselves that they were putting out the vibes yes that's amazing <laughs> so it's time for way too early predictions is everybody saying in this group that the suns are going to repeat because it seems like that's the confidence we level. We have a whole here. preview show. I get that. that we're I can't ask get to. We don't need to answer that question right, right now. Uh, you know, I object. So, Objection, Your Honor. So Saul's on the record as <laughs> uh, saying they're repeating. Sustained. sustained? <laughs> I was like, which one is it? <laughs> so Saul's on the record as they'll repeat. All right. <laughs> well, I, you know, I just I, I think it's interesting to look at the West and and see where this all f- falls out in a way that you can do that. Futures bets on the uh, yeah. DraftKings app. Okay, yes. can I ask you a question Please about this? Do. do the free bets that we get for yes. signing up work for futures yes. bets? Yes, I put, I put, I put, okay. I put a futures bet on DeAndre Ayton to win Defensive Player of the Year because I was like, hey, the yeah. odds are stacked against him. Mm-hmm. If it pays out, I get a lot of money, and yes. I'm happy well, with that. This is really good news because. I got a, quite a few free bets, and well, I need to well, put them on go. something. DeAndre Ayton was like plus four thousand for yep. Defensive Player of the Year. So if you put ten dollars on him, it's a four hundred or yeah, four hundred ten bucks. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what the team's futures are here. Since we're talking about this, mm-hmm. like the six. Lakers are plus four hundred to win the title. Yeah. The Warriors are plus eleven hundred. The Jazz are plus fifteen hundred. The Clippers are plus seventeen hundred, and the Suns are plus seventeen hundred. Wow, so according so to DraftKings, the Jazz, Warriors, and Lakers all have a better shot at winning the West and winning the title than the Phoenix Suns right now. You said Jazz, Warriors, and, and Lakers. Lakers. All higher favorites than the Suns, and then the Suns and Clippers have exact odds. The, the only reason why the Warriors are that high is just – I mean, it makes sense to a degree. Mm. is just because of Curry and Clay. Right. But again, they, they're two years older from their last finals run. You know, at some point, Curry's going to, you know, slow down as well. Clay's still fresh. He just had two years off. So he, he should be re- ready to go. There's just too many variables with that team. And that's what I don't like. I don't like the variables because it's so hard to get a team to come all the way together unless you your superstars are so crazy good that they can overcome a lot of the adversity. This is a team that has not made the playoffs the last two years, mm. made no major offseason acquisition, and is ahead of the Phoenix Suns as a favorite to win the Western Conference and the championship. We actually have uh, the, the bets right here on the screen. I don't know if Shane can pull those up on screen so we can see what we're talking about here with DraftKings. But, um, you know, it, you can see the future bets – uh, and they even have odds already on 
on uh, the Denver Nuggets and Suns game, game one of the season, which yeah. is pretty That'll cool. Be a good so game. check that out on the DraftKings app for sure. Yeah, and if you use that code PHNX, you put one dollar down on any football game this weekend, you're getting one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly, and you can use those to bet some of those future bets on the Suns. You can bet pretty much anything. I mean, we did live cricket betting the other day <laughs> here on the show. Thank you, Knight Riders. For Who's my, this uh, we? No, it's, it's just him. We, I don't know why a show. he tries to bring us all in. I'm I like, have, I'm not part of this cricket bullshit. Hey, you should be. I'm making, I made money you off made that. You made 10 bucks. Hey, that's 10 bucks you didn't make while sitting here. It's free right? money. You're really getting I'm defensive here. about I'm your cricket. I'm carrying your ass up and down the court making 10 bucks in the process. <laughs> oh all right? So you should hop on that DraftKings app. Oh Use that gosh. code PHN. Don't bet on cricket people. Sweet, sweet, free money. Oh, there it is. Right? See, I I felt like I was cheated on, by the way, last show when you used that phrase sweet, sweet on the (laughs) on the Phoenix Sports show. I'm not a fan. We use it on a different show. Yeah, he used it on a different show. I use it on whatever show they invite me on, whether it's on this network. Or elsewhere. Sweet, sweet betrayal. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure to use that code PHNX. Bet that $1. Get your $150 instantly. Also, same game parlays. They have a special deal on right now. If you bet some same game parlays, they're going to guarantee, even if you lose, they'll credit you back. $25, $25, even if you, you see that guy that, that missed out on that huge parlay yes. last 16 team. I'm not going to say what, 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 uh, what, what outlet happened? it was, but yeah. man, 16 team parlay. He bet. What was it? Like, it was like 25, 25 bucks. bucks. He was going to win yeah. over 700,000, yeah. but he bet on the freaking lion. Yeah. And Espo was dancing on his grave. I was no. like, dude, why can't we have people prosper? <laughs> so what if he bet on the lions? You can't prosper if you bet on the Detroit lions. Oh my God. Like that? Are you nuts? So much hatred inside you. Freaking lions! Uh, Before we get off of uh, DraftKings, um, uh, the over/under on the Suns' win total is fifty-one and a half. Uh, They won fifty-one last year. We will be talking about that in the preview show. We'll make our predictions. But if you want to put down some money on that, make sure to use that PHNX code twenty-one and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred. Next step, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And this upcoming Friday, we're going to have a really fun show with a lot more betting information. So if you guys don't want to miss that, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Turn on notifications so you know exactly when we're live. Gerald's going to bring his nerd brain to the yep. table Always. our man behind the mac Nerds. is going to bring his betting nerd brain behind <laughs> or to the table as well so again uh be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss that and then as of course you can always follow us on social media we'll send out reminders there too at phnx underscore sons and phnx underscore sports so come hang out with us Lindsay, do you want to tell the fine people what our next segment is? Because this is one you brought to the table, so I feel like it's only appropriate that you um, introduce it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about Devin Booker and Kyler Murray. Yes. Because as the world on Twitter saw, at least Arizona Twitter saw on mm-hmm. Monday, Sunday night, Monday-ish, we're in really good hands with these two at the helm of two of our favorite teams here in town. So... 
let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's have a fun conversation. <laughs> and if you guys want, you can get into the debate about who is better. I don't want to have that debate, though, because I just want to enjoy <laughs> the fact that we have both of them at the same time mm -hmm. and that it's fun to be a fan of some teams in the Valley again. Did Lindy just go, don't clickbait us? Like, no, <laughs> don't clickbait this sorry. crap. Basically. I'm basically. sorry. Which I appreciate very much because that's a stupid argument. I, I just, uh, How do you even argue it? You can't. Well, that's the thing. I was looking into this even more last night and everybody, the question on, on all the headlines was like, who's better, Devin Booker or Kyler Murray? And I'm like, why is this even a topic of discussion? I have an answer. Devin Booker at basketball, Kyler Murray yes, at football, exactly. and probably Kyler Murray at baseball because he could have gone pro there too. He's not yeah. wrong. That's Accurate. the only answer that works for that question. Accurate. Probably Devin at ping pong. Apparently oh, he's very totally. Devin Apparently he's a beast pong. at ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> but they also both played. Didn't they get on a Twitch stream together to play video games? Yeah. Oh, I'd be yeah. curious. That was a, like 2020 or 2021 when that happened. Who knows? It all blends together. I right? know. It was 2020. Okay. It was 2020 when they had that whole 2K tournament. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Playing, uh, playing DeAndre in the yeah. championship game. Two sons. No, it was oh. uh, Kyler and Kyler Devin and hopped Devin. on a Switch. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, to play Call of Duty? Yeah. 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 So it would be fun to watch them play that together. It, it, it's interesting. I, I think we can all agree that Phoenix is turning into Legend City with these uh, guys playing uh, playing ball here. He's been wanting to use one. that all week. <laughs> now, in the chat, let, you, you know, no, no, you can't tease it or you can't say anything. In the chat, without looking it up, how many of you know about Legend City here in Arizona? Hit me up. Hit it in the chat. Well, if you know, just give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. That's all you need to know. Look at those like, answers Jeremy, flooding you know? in. I don't yeah, know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, curious. I have no idea what it is. Would you like me to explain what yes, it is? Yes, please. No, no, no. Let uh, them look what? it up first. Oh. oh, look, the answers are flowing in. Would you like me to explain <laughs> it or not? I can't sit here with dead silence for a sure, few minutes. You can, just, you can just move on to the next topic. Look, I, I think it is very interesting to, to look at how, <laughs> how this valley went from Two teams that, that were struggling mightily in the Cardinals and the Suns, and one guy uh, in some ways helped turn it around in both cases. Obviously took a little longer with Devin, but Devin and Kyler uh, have both uh, – I'm not even going to – It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't looking too good, boss. It ain't looking too good. <laughs> because I'm a freaking nerd. We already <laughs> know this. Back in 1964. Okay, so Legends – Legend I, City. I feel so confused what, right now. Okay. I need you to explain it. I'm sorry. So yeah, Legend, go ahead and say it. Legend City was a a theme park here in Phoenix. I thought it was like Magic City. 60s to, with, to the with, late 70s. With older people. It was basically. <laughs> you can do it. That's why I believe go, in you. Saul always goes these directions. So so Magic. <laughs> magic. <laughs> now I'm doing it. Legend it. City was, it was, a, was a theme park in Tempe. That was basically Arizona's answer to like yeah, a mini Disney, Disneyland. <laughs> a but yes, please. Can, <laughs> can you just throw him out of the studio right now? So, oh so it was God. a big deal back then. I'm I'm a buff on weird historical stuff around town and sports. So that it came up in a discussion. I said I knew what it was, and Saul said I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Per usual, how most of our discussions. Basically. Now, the one thing I would have said is like it would have been cool if you would like would have referenced like a Ladbo bag, because I fuck with a Ladbo bag. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. Well, these two players are a Ladmo bag. Can we just? Can we get back to Wallace and Ladmo? I know. One's what, tall, one's short. It's I know perfect. what Wallace and Ladmo. You Ladmo's know what they're talking about? The millennials now? in the room oh, are very. God. confused. I'm so We've lost right every, now. Yeah. Wallace and Ladmo were a kids' TV show yeah, for decades. Here in here. It's like legendary in town. 
And uh, yeah, why they used to give away these bags oh that had like a whole bunch of stuff in them. I suppose this is why, because it's all going off the rails. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go ahead, Espo. Get us back on track. Here we go. Speaking of Ladmo bags, tomorrow is going to be a mailbag edition. We'll reach into yes. into that bag, pull out some questions. So if you want to hit us up on Twitter at PHNX Suns or in the Discord and ask your questions, you can do that. But back to Kyler Murray and <laughs> Devin Booker, where we started. Somehow we wound up wherever the hell. We wound up, but I, I find it very interesting that both of these teams were in dire straits. And then uh, as Kyler Murray has emerged as the quarterback for the Suns, Devin Booker has emerged as a true next level star for, uh, for the Suns. It, it's, it's been very entertaining to watch how these, these two franchises have shift because of these guys who both happen to wear number one. I, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from and stuff. I, I feel like the Cardinals were already in a better place anyway. They had one really awful year mm. with a uh, um, guy. I can't Rosen. remember his name. Josh Wilkes. Rosen. With oh, Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. Oh, Steve Wilkes, yes. who yeah. like completely dismantled that entire team. Um, and But before that, you know, it had only been two years since they had made the playoffs and done their thing. Um, and so I, I kind of feel like, you know, the Suns were a decade of futility. That's a little bit different. But. We should probably digress and back oh, off. Yeah. Oh, huh? we digress plenty. Don't you worry. We digress <laughs> yeah. plenty. But we have a special guest joining us on the program from the Mercury. It's Shay Petty. Shay, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the PHNX Sun Show. Thank you for having me. How is everybody? Oh, we're great. Yeah, fantastic. Not as good as you guys, though. You're run, heading into the playoffs. You're having one of the best seasons uh, you have, have ever had. What's the what's the energy level as you guys prepare for Thursday's first-round matchup against the Liberty? Um, everybody's just laser-focused with everything we do, especially with preparation. Um, pay attention to details when it comes to scouting and player personnel. Um, and we all know it's, it's when I go home. Um, we can't take anyone lightly heading into the playoffs. Everybody's record is 0-0. Zero, zero. So we just know from the beginning, tip-off to the end, we just got to bring it on defense and on offense and make sure we get this win. Shay, obviously with DT being questionable for Thursday's game, you've kind of been filling in a role for her the last couple games and have been making the most of it. What has been the key for you to just stay prepared and make the most of this opportunity in front of you? Um, with me, I think it just starts with my confidence. Um, I know it's going to be a lot trying to fill in for D, um, but I've been playing my game, um, just being more decisive and just know what I want to, what I'm looking for on offense, whether it's finding my teammates or myself. And um, my teammates encourage me a lot. Like, even though D's not playing, she's always in my ear. I'm always asking her, like, what do you see? How can I improve? And her feedback is really helpful. So for me, it's just like just trying to fill in the void as best as I can and make it easier on Sky, bring up the ball um, with the pressure and everything, and just finding my ways to just fit in and just be as useful as I can. That feedback that you talked about from Dee, what is she sharing with you? What is she telling you or helping you with along the way? Um, just most of look for my shot, be aggressive um, when I'm coming off of screen. If I'm like miss an open person or hesitating, she's just like breaking it down for me. This, this was option A, option B, but always telling me to look for my shot first. Because that way it opens up for everybody else. If I'm being aggressive, then teams have to guard me a little bit more. And then that's opened up for the law for BG or hit a, a guard on the outside wing. I um, mean, and, and pressure, like when the energy's down, especially on defense, she looks at me like, let's go. It starts with you. Um, the team gravitates towards you. So I try to get everybody going with defense, whether it's a steal, you know, a rebound, a nice pass, um, whatever I can to get everybody energized and um, get, get us hyped. You know, you guys got the Liberty coming up on Thursday. 
at GCU for those that don't know. So it's a new location for this game. Uh, but, you know, what do you know about the Liberty? You guys have already faced them once this year. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu, obviously a, a fan favorite up there. Uh, when they come to town, what are you expecting and what are you ready for? I'm expecting a lot of energy. Like, they're not going to bow down to us. Um, I'm pretty sure they feel like they can beat us just like we feel like we can beat them. So definitely going to be guarding the three ball a lot. They, they're capable shooters. Um, the starters in the bench, um, obviously Sabrina draws a lot of attention with her passing and just like her shooting. Um, Laney's going to be a big one to, to contain, sorry. So I think for us, it's just staying focused. Like, don't overreact, um, box out, and just match their energy. Like, we can't have them come out, be more aggressive, and have more energy than us and, and get a better start. Because these games is really about the team who just had the best game that night. And so it's only one game, so we can't afford for them to have a better game than us, and we lose this opportunity. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit on the program yesterday, but one of the unique things about the first round in the WNBA playoffs is that it is a one game winner takes all situation there. How difficult is it to prepare with that mindset compared to preparing for a three or a five game series where, you know, there's a, there's a little margin for error. Yeah. I think with the series, you're able to, like you say, you have a little bit more margin of error. You can like digest one game, like whether you win or lose. Okay. Let's look for the next game and you have the time to prepare and make adjustments. Whereas one game elimination it's not necessarily a tomorrow. You can't think about tomorrow or we'll fix it later. You got to just do in-game adjustments, um, fix it on the fly, and, and just give it your all. Like you can't, we can't just go in there like, okay, we got this. Do better next game. Like there, in our mind, we're thinking there is no next game. It's one, one game at a time. One, one game, one focus, one job. Hey, you know, the games at GCU, and I don't know. Have you heard anything about? You know, we we already know Mercury fans love to show up and support their team, but. Uh, in addition to that, have you heard about the GCU students that might show up? And have you seen the reputation of the GCU students and how crazy they can be? No, I actually didn't even think about the students that was probably on campus because school has started. Um, we haven't heard anything. I just know <laughs> I'm expecting that right now. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I didn't realize that. That makes, that makes sense. Um, but I think it's just going to be a packed house regardless. You know, it's going to be crazy fans, like the X Factors. Uh, they're loud. They're going to bring it. Um, I don't know much about GCU. I just heard that they have a really nice campus and facility. So, I mean, it's like it's home court advantage, but it's not really home court. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We just got to go in and get the job done. Absolutely. I mean, one of the cool things about the arena at GCU is you almost feel like the fans are kind of more so on top of you than in a traditional arena. So it's twice as loud yeah. twice as rowdy like you're gonna be able to feel the fan base far more than you would over at footprint center are you excited does that help you when you can hear the fans more like do you feed off of that personally oh absolutely like it, it gives you goosebumps like you know a, a good play happens and everybody's like cheering hysterically um but i think just having like the close feel is going to help because it's playoff basketball and that's what you look for in playoff you want the fans to be engaged loud um just really getting on the other team and obviously when you when you're away and you're going to somebody's home arena and they're scoring or do something crazy and the crowd's going wow that's like a oh my god like they're on me trying to calm the crowd down and then they get in your head so just the their presence and just hopefully just jam-packed in there everybody's loud so they can't hear their plays being called and we can't either but you, you live for these moments right here it's playoff are, basketball and that's what it's all about are we okay in calling you playoff p because i really want to run with that 
Is that okay? Can I mean, we call you playoff yeah. P? Yeah, I just feel like it has like a bad, a bad record. No, we don't make it good. Right? It's never a good thing when I hear them calling for him or Paul George. It's never really a good reference, but I, I'll take it. I, I'm cool with no, it. No, we we call we're gonna call you playoff P, not pandemic P. So we're yeah. good. We're okay, good. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Somebody's gotta bring some respect to that name. There you go. Right? Why not you, Shay, you you hold the distinction that's pretty impressive. You were the uh, you hold the record for most consecutive free throws yeah. made to start a career in the WNBA or NBA at 37. What is the secret to making free throws? Because we in this town have seen some bad free throw shooters. Uh, Shaq comes to mind. But what is the key to being a great free throw shooter? Uh, you just got to really be focused and locked in. I think every time I step to the free throw line, I, I do a really good job of just kind of tuning everything out. Like, it, it really goes silent for me, and I'm in my head, and I'm just thinking, like, breathe, relax, take your time, and, and just be consistent. Like, before practice or after practice, we try to get, like, 10 in a row, and my goal is to just try to get, like, 10 swishes. Like, I don't want to hit any rim. Um, just keep the same form, whether you make or miss, and it's all about just repetition. Like, um, I'm from Boston, and I know when Ray Allen was there, he would always talk about like, you know, when he's shooting free throws or three point lines, he has the same repetition, same form, whether you make or miss. And I guess that that routine right there has been like locked in me since I was younger. So I think now, whether it's, you know, three seconds or six minutes on the clock, I have the same mentality, same routine and, and just go with that. How many dribbles do you take at the free throw line? Uh, Three. Three slow oh, ones. Three. The slow best ones. free throw shooters always take threes. <laughs> It's something too. about that that third That's one. You just oh, he's got to go with it. <laughs> yep. So I'm the resident uniform nerd here, and I, what have you thought? I personally think that the Mercury's new uniform lineup is one of the best in yep. sports. But mm-hmm. what if, as a player, do you get into the uniform stuff? Do you like like it, or does it really not matter to you what gear you're wearing out there on the court? Um, to a certain extent, it matters. Obviously, you want to look fly out there and look your best. Like, I think personally, we all love the black rebel jerseys. Like, they're just they're just super dope, and especially with the black and the orange. Like, I, I, those are my favorites. But at the end of the day, like, it don't matter. Put on any jersey, you still play the same. But you you want you want to look good. So I think for us, like my favorite are, are the black jerseys. I would want to wear those every game. <laughs> there you go. But you your career started in israel what is what's the difference in basketball overseas and playing in the w i've always always wondered this wanted to wanted to ask you since you have experience with it um i think definitely in the states uh the pace is quicker like you know everybody's strong everybody can shoot everybody can jump um whereas you go overseas it's usually about like you have just like three three or four players you got to focus on. And the W is like the entire roster can contribute at any any given time. Um, and then overseas, I think uh, just the language barrier kind of gets in the way. Like, you know, sometimes your coaches or teammates don't speak English, and so it's hard to communicate like what exactly he's looking for in a player or what he wants you to bring to the team. Whereas obviously in the United States, you know, clear cut, this is your job, this is your role, you're a role player or you're a starter. And you X, Y, and Z. I think when you go overseas, everybody's a, a starter. Like they they bring you here to perform. Um, and if you're not, it can't have like consecutive bad days or you're you're out. Like they replace you quickly. Whereas in the league, you get a little a little bit more leeway and um just more time to do like skill development 
and work out and really do like film. When you're overseas, it's just games, 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 games. Like they really want you to come in prepared already. Minimum, minimum individual work, uh, lots of practices, getting shots up and, and just like that. So I would definitely say like the game speed, the speed of the game is probably the biggest difference. Shay, you were originally drafted back in 2012 and you played all over the world and you made your debut in the W in 2019. So I'm just curious, what was that journey to the WNBA like for you? And now that you're kind of on a team for a full season with the Mercury, what has this season been like for you? Uh, it's been amazing. This is like the first time, this is actually the first time I've been like on a team and didn't get cut. Like, you know, last year I was with Washington, I got cut at the end of the season. Um, so it, it, feel, it feels amazing. I love it here. Everybody's super nice, um, helpful. We get along on and off the court. I think that journey, that period of time between me and getting drafted in 2019, it was kind of a deflating moment for me because it was like you worked so hard to get your dream. And I had two opportunities after I got drafted. And I had another one to come back to camp. And I, I felt like I failed both times. And it's like it's rare you get multiple shots to make it into a league that only has 144 players. So once I got my, my feet wet with Washington, it kind of felt good, but I really wasn't on the team like that, like I am now. And I feel like this season, like, I feel like I'm just comfortable. Um, I'm not overthinking. I'm not worried about, like, getting stressed. Like, if I make a mistake, oh, I'm going to get cut. Like, you know what I mean? In my mind, it was always like, I don't want to get cut. I don't want to get cut. I don't want to get cut. And now it's just like, just play your game. Mistakes happen. Um, you're not going to be perfect. And I think that's really what has helped me, especially after the Olympic break. But didn't you uh, didn't you get your retribution against Washington? I seem to recall somebody hitting a buzzer beater yeah. against a former team. No, that that felt amazing. You know, I was telling how much everybody. trash did you talk? Uh, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> At the moment, I was like, uh, I don't want to talk too much. I was still really cool with everybody. But as a month went along, I, I had to let it out. It was like, if it was any other team, I wouldn't have mattered. But, like, all I went through with them and to be against Washington, like, it was just – it was icing on the cake. Like, it was probably the best moment I had other than winning the championship with them. That was, like, the, the second top. It just can't, can't write it up any better. <laughs> well, we hope that there are plenty more buzzer beaters in your future. And, uh, you know, make that uh, make that playoff P nickname proud there. there. We, we are so I got uh, you. Playoff PI. We were on with that. I got you. <laughs> we, we are so so happy to have you on the show, Shay. Best of luck on Thursday against the Liberty, and we hope to uh, get a chance to talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Enjoy you guys' day. You too. too. Bye bye. Shay Petty of the Phoenix Mercury. Make sure to check that was them dope. out. That was, that, was right. dope. that was a great last last question. Yeah. I, I don't give you a lot of credit, but I'll give you credit on that. You, anytime you can uh, you can get somebody to admit that they talk trash to yeah. their former yeah. teammates For sure. For uh, sure. after a buzzer beater, it's always a good one. I, I personally, I love Mercury playoff basketball. Mm -hmm. There's nice. there's nothing quite, quite like it. And uh, that atmosphere at GCU is going to be interesting on Thursday. Yeah. We're going to be there. Yes. Saul and I yeah. are going this yeah. Thursday. Oh, yeah. So, I think maybe but you, Gerald, I'm, coming I'm not to? sure if you're coming or not, Gerald, but Thanks we'll find out. Thanks for the invite. Uh, oh, no, yeah. I invited Esco, but he did Full not want to go. I didn't, I did not hear anybody invite me. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he, he literally asked me, Are you going to write? I said, Yeah, I am. So there so, you go. So Lindsay, I'm going to need you to write. Oh, oh. <laughs> I might have a sweet, sweet so. written content. That, that sweet, sweet disrespect. Gerald's right like, there. excuse me. This is my wheel out. Stay out of my territory. Uh,
Gerald, I, I just love that we were afterthoughts. They're like, <laughs> no, 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 we're no, no, going. No, no, no. Hey, Gerald. Gerald was an afterthought. I asked you before. I do not. I seriously do not remember being asked. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Gerald wasn't an afterthought. He just didn't come in early enough to yeah. be able to be asked before we yes, started the yeah. show. But he was definitely going to be asked after the show. Exactly. Hey. I like how Espo's playing the victim here. Like, there's no victim. You sit right next to me in the office. Doesn't that automatically make me a victim? No, it makes oh. me the victim. Well, either know. way, I'm super excited to see this I'm game on you, Thursday. This man needs a hug or something. <laughs> give him a hug, Saul. No, hell no. You give him a hug. I'm not giving him a hug. Gerald. He needs it from his Gerald. best friend. After the show. Right. I'll give you a hug. Both give him a hug at the same me. time. Look at that. Uh, look at Three-way the, hug. This Let's got go. totally uncomfortable <laughs> yet again. He's just going to fight it the whole time like it's he's fighting it right now. It's not uncomfortable. Y'all need to hug it out. <laughs> just, just for the sake of this show, hug it out. Please. Oh, here we go. Thank There's you. A hug. He's extending it. There's a hug. There we go. <laughs> for those of you listening on the audio only, uh, I just, it was I the just most uncomfortable so. hug I've ever had in my life. It was the best uh, hug we'll that I it. ever had. Thank we will you. work on it. But it'll, it'll if that's be the really best fun. hug you've ever had, that's why you were ornery right now. Oh my God. Glad you're saying that word appropriately and, and not mispronouncing oh, oh, I mean, it could be both. <laughs> okay, I'm out. Okay. That is a hey, smart oh. move. Bye, Rag. I'm going to uh, see you later. I'm, I'm going to uh, go, too. Look, at, look I, I'm excited for the Mercury, whether I go with you guys or not. Uh, Shay was fantastic. I, yes, yeah. A big oh, yeah. shout out to the Mercury for uh, for hooking us up. Rice yes. Marcy, Let's thank her. you so much. Yep, and we'll have plenty more discussion about the Mercury as their uh, playoff push continues. Hopefully... Hopefully a lot of uh, of talk because we could use another championship run yeah. here in the valley yeah. from another. I could I could use team. another couple you know historic playoff games by mm-hmm. DT because th- that last one that that I still have in my mind was against Seattle where she hit that corner bu- uh, shot to send it into overtime and I still am like man I just I want another run mm-hmm. one more just give me one more Don't DT sleep on she's, BG too she's day to day right now right it'll be basically a game, yeah, time, a game decision time decision whether decision, she plays yeah. or not yeah, questionable for this week well at yeah. least we know we've got Shay who has filled in very well right. for DT so far. And then if DT comes back, hopefully the two of them can yeah. work together to mm-hmm. bring it on home to us with everyone else over there. DT, BG, and Playoff P. Here we come. Mm-hmm. Here we Watch out. Don't, don't forget uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith. Well, yeah, she's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> she's very good. She's pretty good. She's all right. You know, just an Olympian, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So that is. Oh, hold on. While we're talking about Skylar Diggins Smith, can I tell you another story oh, that made me stories. feel really cool? Yes. Okay. So when Skylar first came to the Valley, I interviewed her Tate two days in a row. The first was on a game night, and we were both wearing floral bomber jackets. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not that bad at my style. I got this. The next day we came in, we were both wearing neutral colored windbreakers. And I was like, I've never felt cooler in my entire life than when I showed up with basically the same outfit two days in a row as Skylar Diggins Smith. I just needed to get that out there because I've never told anybody that before. Cool but it made story, me feel sis. very <laughs> special. I know, but listen, I'm just saying Skylar is one of the coolest people. Es- again, Espo's so bitter so right now. Like... It's because he's never worn the same thing Devin Booker's if, ever yeah. worn. Oh, yeah. I can if, promise you that. If Skylar Diggins Smith and I show up to an arena wearing the same thing, <laughs> I will bring it up on the show. Don't you? <laughs> Good luck with that one. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm going to go get my floral bomber jacket yeah. for Thursday. And your skinny jeans. Yes, exactly. Rick just said Lindsay and Skylar had a stepbrothers moment, and that's exactly how it felt. Yes. I was like, oh, are we going to be best friends? <laughs> I think so. 
So have anyway, you hung out sorry, with her ahead. since? No. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Espo. Thanks uh, a lot. I was just you wondering. couldn't have just left I mean, it. What's wrong with my man over here? Oh, man. The hug Jeez, did not help. Did it did it. If anything, I think it made it worse. Because yeah. for at first it was just you. And now he's coming out You're okay me. with me getting blitzed. And now yes. it's you and you're like, no, fuck everybody. <laughs> Innocent yep. bystander. No, yep. there's not shrapnel for our friends at DraftKings. Oh, because <laughs> I love them. They're the sweet, sweet hug that I need. You can <laughs> sign up for DraftKings. Use that code PHNX. Bet one dollar on any football game, you can get 150 instantly, and that makes you feel a little bit better, even when you're bitter like me. So, and you know what also makes you feel better when you read Gerald's content at gophnx.com. Become a member today. I have to use an annual membership free T-shirt too, which mm-hmm. is always yeah. it's like a hug with your clothes. It's it's that nice. I don't know. <laughs> like, what? It was a good effort. It was a good attempt. Are most hugs without clothes? <laughs> the good one. Okay, so, so. and with that one, so, oh that's Gerald. That's all. That's Espo. I'm Lindsay. Good night. I, I love that Saul's corrupted Gerald on the couch. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, everybody. We'll talk-